What is up, what is up, what is up? Welcome to The Mitch Davis Show, October 1st, and you know what that means. It is Coaches Friday on the podcast today. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. Second podcast of the day is brought to you by S.Y. Wilson. we got a very special guest on the show today. It is head coach of the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders, Coach Nick McDevitt, very, 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 very awesome interview talking about all things Blue Raider basketball. I'll tell you what, you will not meet a more energetic guy in the in, in the college basketball world. And I know you guys will and will feel his energy, and I know you will enjoy the interview as well. I'm Mitch Davis, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Mitch Davis Show or Mitch Davis underscore eight. Or also on the Facebook page and Instagram page by simply typing in The Mitch Davis Show. All of our podcasts are brought to you by S.Y. Wilson. They are located in Arlington, Tennessee on the historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square. Before you head out to your game day destinations this weekend for college football, be sure you stop by S.Y. Wilson in the historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square. Man, they'll get you hooked up with all the collegiate gear, all the, basically everything you could ever dream of. They've got bait and tackle and kayaks and dog equipment and shoes and apparel, everything you could ever dream of there at S.Y. Wilson on historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square. Very special thank you to Coach Nick McDevitt for coming on the podcast today to talk all things Blue Raider basketball. Hope you enjoy it. I am joined now by the head coach and probably one of the most energetic coaches in college basketball, Coach Nick McDevitt. How are you doing today, Coach? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, Coach, it is a true honor to have you on. And like I was telling you before I uh, before we started recording here, Man, I, I've been watching so many YouTube videos and Twitter videos of you, and you seem to be the most energetic guy in college basketball. Talk about that energy level that you bring each and every day. Well, you know, I just, uh, you know, I, I think uh, having some energy and enthusiasm and passion uh, about what you're doing uh, is important, whether you're coaching basketball or playing. Uh, but uh, really, in all walks of life, what you're doing, I think you're going to be better at it and better for it. Uh, when you wake up, look forward to what you're doing. You know, no matter the job that you have, uh, whether that's as a student or a student athlete, uh, as a coach, as somebody in the business world, uh, when you find something that you're passionate about, uh, it makes it easy to get excited uh, to get up and go to work day to day. And uh, I love this game. It's uh, been very good to me uh, growing up. Uh, and, and now as a professional, uh, it's been good to me and my family, and uh, I love it. I love uh, I love being able to influence young men and, and their lives through the game of basketball, and uh, hopefully you, you win some games at the same time. Coach, let's talk about this Middle Tennessee State basketball team this year. You guys were in a rebuilding stages the last couple of years, and now you finally get all the pieces together and you get guys eligible. Talk about this team and what you expect out of the 2020 uh, 2021 season. Yeah, we're really excited about our group. You know, last year we had five Division One transfers that set out on our 1920 team. Uh, those guys are obviously eligible this year. We have four new players. Three of those are transfers, uh, and two of those three have already gotten waivers to play. So, uh, looking at our 13 scholarships, uh, scholarship players this year. Uh, 12 for sure are eligible game day. We've got one more waiver. Uh, hopefully uh, that gets approved over the next uh, several weeks. 
and uh, you know we've got a kind of a full stable of guys day in and day out. Uh, our, our group's a little bit bigger, uh, a little bit more athletic, uh, top to bottom. Uh, I think our team shoots it pretty well uh, in the group. So uh, our our practices for sure have uh, seen an uptick in uh, competition and that uh, competitive zest because there are a lot of able bodies on our roster, and so. Coach, let's talk about your two returning starting uh, guys, Donovan Sims and also Javante Milner. Uh, both guys are very instrumental in last year's team. Talk about how those two guys have really grown during the offseason. Well, you, you, you want to try to be able to lean on your veterans. And uh, we have two seniors, and those two guys are our two seniors, Donovan Sims and J.B. Milner. So uh, you want to lean on guys that have been through the patience have, have experienced the grind of uh, a long college season multiple times. And those guys uh, certainly uh, fit that bill. Uh, it's, it's good when you've got young guys that have veterans that they can lean upon as teammates. And, uh, you know, they've been a lot more vocal this year uh, than they've been in the past. J.B. Milner was a new player for us last year, although an older player is a junior college transfer. And typically, you don't see those first-year players in a new program uh, really take on that leadership role and, and become one of the vocal guys on that team. Uh, that's, a, that's a harder ask sometimes to, to lead guys in a program that have already been in that program two or three years, and you're the new guy. Uh, and Donovan Sims has done a terrific job of uh, hearing over the last couple of months uh, letting his voice be heard as well. Uh, it's always interesting. Seniors just approach things with a different intensity level uh, than perhaps they did when they were freshmen and sophomores. You know, they see the light at the end of the tunnel coming for their, their college careers. So uh, the way they approach workouts, uh, even the day-to-day -day things that are off the court, whether it's study hall or team meetings, uh, they're just on it a little bit more uh, than the younger guys. So you need that uh, in order to have a good team. Coach, let's talk a little bit about your COVID uh, protocols with practice. I know you're not officially allowed to practice at the full levels that you normally are during the season right now, but talk about those practices and what you guys have to do with COVID. Well, uh, first of all, we were doing a lot of uh, testing as soon as we uh, returned to campus. Our guys have been doing uh, surveillance testing, uh, you know, COVID testing, uh, our, our antibody testing. Uh, wearing masks during our workouts. Uh, when we were having small group workouts, all the coaches are masked. Um, you know, you're getting temperatures checked uh, up until recently in order to, to enter the building. Uh, but now that, uh, you know, we've kind of graduated into some more full team activities. At first, we had our groups broken down into two smaller groups, uh, a, a really a group of eight and a group of seven. We've got 15 players on the team, and we're trying to really keep those guys separated from each other just in case we had somebody that tested positive. It didn't shut down our entire team. And so really those guys were going through on-court workouts with each other, 
uh, weight room workouts with each other, and we paired them up based on apartments. Uh, we had guys, we had four different apartments that our guys stay at off campus. And so, uh, for lack of a better uh, way to say it, uh, we essentially paired up apartment one and apartment two uh, to work out with each other on the court and to live with each other. So, somebody that lived in those apartments, it didn't shut down their teammates who lived in apartments three and four. Uh, they weren't around them a lot in the early stages because we really just wanted, uh, because of a long layoff, we had no spring, we had no summer. And so what we were wanted to be cautious of is if somebody comes back here in August or September when we first got back and test positive, we're not shut down as an entire group right away for two more weeks. Uh, we just decided, you know, we've got to start getting our legs back under us a little bit. Uh, and so we did that for several weeks before we started integrating the group and uh, having uh, a bigger group workout. Coach, let's talk a little bit about the scheduling conflicts that a lot of teams are facing. What are you guys going to do? to? I know the NCAA said I think you're playing five less non-conference games and I think 18 to 20 conference games or something of that nature. What are you guys doing in that non-conference slate? Are y'all doing more regional opponents or are y'all trying to still do uh, play some of the bigger, you know, the bigger names? Uh, really, right now, our, our schedule is a little bit on hold. We play um, teams from several different conferences in our non-conference schedule, so uh, each league's testing protocol is going to determine a little bit whether or not the game uh, that's uh, originally been scheduled with that team can still happen. For instance, if one league is mandating being tested five times a week and we're testing three, what does that mean? Can we up our testing that week? to five times on our own uh, selves in order to meet somebody's, another league's testing standards. And vice versa, if, in fact, we decide we're testing three times a week and for whatever reason another league is not doing that, then what does that mean? Can they afford it? Can they bump up testing that week? Uh, that's really a, a big key for uh, uh, our non-conference schedule going forward. Some teams are trying to figure out a way that, you know, there's some big games, some rivalry games, uh, if you look around at different team schedules that were originally scheduled in those first couple of weeks, uh, that was between the, the original start date, now November 25. So some teams are trying to figure out a way to squeeze one of those games into a later date. Uh, does that mean postponing one that is currently on the schedule to a, and just push it to a later year? So right now, it's uh, everybody's really just shuffling things around. Uh, some MTEs uh, have teams dropping out and starting their own MTEs. Uh, so what does that mean? Uh, really, you're just trying to stay in contact. Uh, we talked to probably three, uh, I think four of the schools that are on our current non-conference schedule just today. And that was there. It, has anything changed over the last 24 to 48 hours? Uh, we still good. Uh, you, you're constantly doing that right now. Coach, let's talk a little bit about, before we get into some fun questions I have for you, let's talk about the Conference USA. Very, very strong conference from top to bottom. Talk about how this conference has really built itself over the last, what it seems, the last two or three years. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, there's a lot, of, there's been, particularly over the last couple of years, uh, several strong teams. You know, obviously, uh, with North Texas and Western Kentucky, 
Uh, you know, obviously Andy Kennedy down at UAB uh, will do a terrific job. Um, Marshall has been uh, one of the teams near the top, Old Dominion. So you, there's just a, every night uh, is going to be difficult. You just can't take a night off. And, you know, there, there are some leagues, some teams that perhaps, you know, you can kind of circle one as, as a, a, a one that you should win. And that's just not often the case in this league. There is the, the travel. Uh, it can, can play a heavy factor in that at times as well, uh, being in three different time zones our, our league is. So uh, it, it's difficult, uh, but that's what – uh, that's why you see teams celebrate the way they do at the end of the season uh, when they win either a regular season championship or a conference tournament championship. But it's hard. You know, there's a lot of really, really good players and coaches in this league. And so at the end of the, se- at the, end of the season at the top, uh, you've earned it. Coach, a couple more questions I have for you that I'm going to let you go. Coach, when you go into these living rooms and now Zoom calls and phone calls to the recruits, what is that recruiting pitch to come to Murfreesboro and play for you at MTSU? Well, first of all, it's a place where you can come and win. Uh, it's a good league. Uh, this town, uh, this university, and its leadership supports athletics and particularly basketball. Uh, from our president, Dr. McPhee, uh, to our athletic director, Chris Massaro, uh, and, our, and our fan base. Uh, they want us to be good, and they support us to be good. Uh, you, we've, you've seen former players come through this, uh, this program and be able to go on to professional basketball careers. Just recently, Nick King, uh, in uh, the season of the third team All-American, uh, you can uh, come here, win games while you're here, and it's going to be seen. You're in a major media market. Uh, when you're this close to uh, uh, an NFL team and an NHL team, you're going to have national media market covering what you're doing. So when you're good, when you're performing well, both as a team and as an individual, people are going to know about it. Uh, this program has had some huge wins, uh, obviously, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, so uh, when, when you come here, you're going to get a terrific degree off the court and on the court. Uh, your successes will be noted and uh, allow you to, to, to go on to the next level. Coach, after a big win, man, I, every coach has got their, their something, their tradition that they do. What is your tradition after a big win? <laughs> I don't know that uh, we, we do the same thing each time, uh, but the one thing you should do is enjoy it and have fun because it's hard. I've told all of, all the teams that I've coached, uh, you know, winning is hard. And winning on the road is real hard. And so uh, when, when you're able to do that, uh, you've got to enjoy it. Uh, whether it's by one or by 31 or 51, you've got <laughs> to enjoy those wins. Um, you know, because it, like I said, in, in any league, winning is hard. Winning on the road is real hard. And, uh, you know, it's a really a true statement this week. Coach, the last question I have for you, and this is going to put you on the spot a little bit. Coach, what does Middle Tennessee State mean to you? Well, it, the, the university and the city of Murfreesboro uh, have been really great to me and my family. You know, this was uh, my first move, my first professional move. Uh, career, my first ever move 
uh, outside of Asheville. I, I grew up 10 minutes, maybe 12, from UNC Asheville's campus. Uh, so my friends are in the Asheville area. My dad went to UNC Asheville, my sister, my uncle, my cousin. Shoot, my, my grandfather helped put the plumbing in the original dorms at UNC Asheville. So it truly was a home, not only for me, but for my family. And then I went on to play there, coach there as an assistant, coach there as a head coach. So I've been in the Asheville area my whole life, whole life. And so for my wife and I to move, to leave that, we were going to only leave to go somewhere really special because Asheville is really special to me and my family. And we have found that here in Murfreesboro. Uh, it's a terrific community. It's a growing community, one of the fastest growing in the United States, the top fastest growing city in the state of Tennessee. Uh, it's just a terrific place uh, to coach basketball. Terrific university with support. The town is great. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't have left Asheville uh, for many places, but Murfreesboro and Middle Tennessee. Uh, was a place that uh, we ran to. We ran to because it, it really is a, a terrific town and a, and a great university. Coach, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. Any closing remarks for your Blue Raider faithful? Hey, we we'll, we'll want to tip it up this year. You know, really, <laughs> uh, playing in the Mercy Center uh, is special having fans. Hopefully we can get as many of them in there as we can. Uh, it may not be uh, allowed to have 100% capacity, but the ones, hopefully, uh, when the tours open, they can get in. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again. We miss you. Hopefully, we can uh, get the ball here in a couple, uh, couple weeks. You have been listening to Coaches Friday on the Mitch Davis Show. Very special thank you to both of our guests today, Head Coach Casey Alexander at Belmont University and also Coach Nick McDevitt from Middle Tennessee State university as well both great interviews and i hope you enjoyed it man you've been listening to the mitch davis show be sure you follow us on social media facebook and instagram is the mitch davis show twitter is at mitch davis show and also mitch davis underscore eight also the website the mitch davis for all of your collegiate athletic needs there at the mitch davis all of our shows are brought to you by sy wilson on the historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square, located in Arlington, Tennessee. Man, they'll get you hooked up. All you got to do is tell them that Mitch Davis sent you. You have been listening to Coaches Friday. Again, very special thank you to both of our guests. And until next Friday, I will catch you later.